This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> Army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this, and bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun, take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. Is live at five, live at five, yeah, live at five. Live indeed. Yep, yep, yep. How y'all doing? Ah, well, here we are. We're live. We're live. Uh, at, well, we're, I'm live on AM 1240. We're live on the stream. Heard around the world. <clears throat> and uh, of course, we are on uh, Facebook as well. The live at five page as we speak. It's a little late in getting started with it, but nonetheless, here we are. Uh, it's a Friday, uh, anticipation of yet another storm that should be starting tonight and continue right through uh, 4 o'clock, I believe, on Sunday morning. But don't worry, it won't interfere with the Bills game, at least the way it looks like. And our own Governor Hochul, who's uh, telling people to uh, remove themselves from their residency uh, in New York if you don't have the same values that she does, is warning uh, Pittsburgh Steeler fans to stay home. Uh, I, I, you know, I, it's funny. It's not funny. I shouldn't say this, but uh, the Buffalo Bills fans uh, down there, uh, the Bills Mafia down in Miami last week. Uh, you know, Miami is a franchise that, amongst all the, the the top NFL teams, Dallas being the you know America's team, followed by more than likely, I don't know, what's the next team? Steelers are pretty big. Raiders, you know, Raiders Nation. San Francisco's got a big following. But you got to put Miami. At least over the years, Miami has had a following. People love the colors. They, you know, they love uh, Don Shula, uh, the undefeated team. You know, but I saw video of the game just not that long. I think today, and I couldn't believe the number of Bills fans there. In fact, I was listening, watching the game rather, and I can hear. I, I dare say, at least maybe thirty-five percent of that stadium, and it's a huge stadium down there, were Bills fans. That's not a good sign. Uh, for you know, a franchise that it has a storied past and has Miami fans all over the country, and you can't fill up your own stadium, you got people from Western New York coming down there and occupying like thirty percent of your seats. That's pretty embarrassing. Anyway, uh, oh, and back to Hochul. I have a theory about Kathy Hochul, when, and for that matter, uh, uh, her predecessor there, uh, uh, former governor and disgraced governor Andrew Cuomo. When they say if you don't have Liberal, I don't know how he stated it, but both of them are on record. And and Hannity plays it ad nauseum, at least Hochul's comments recently, that if you're not one of us, so to speak, being a you know a total socialist or liberal or woke person in New York State, then get the heck out of here and move down to Florida. I still can't believe she said that, that anyone in their right mind would say that. But here's my theory. She knows she can never lose. So if you run into a room and you say, I want, I want um, anybody who disagrees with me, go home. And if she knows in the back of her head that less than 
30% disagree with her, then she can say it. But if you, as a governor, for instance, of Ohio and other, you know, kind of purple states, I don't know if Michigan's one, but Ohio is a good example, Pennsylvania maybe, uh, you can't say that. You just can't say that. And yet in New York State, you can say it and get away with it. Because if Hoko, there's, there's no limitations, and not that I know of, I don't think there's any limitations to governors in this uh, state. If she wants to, what is she, about 55, 60-something years old? She might be my age, maybe a little bit older. If she lives to 110, she'll be a governor. And, she, and still, 40 years from now, she'll say, you don't like our sense of values, get the hell out of here. Oh, it's very frustrating. To, as, and remember, the guy that ran against uh, DeSantis, remember, he ran against, was it a former senator down there in the last run? I don't know. I don't pay attention to Florida. And he said the same thing. He said, oh, I don't want, uh, Trump, I, I don't want uh, Trump and or DeSantis uh, supporters voting for me. That's, that's the kiss of death. What kind of, that's ridiculous. And he, I'll instantly go back to Michael Jordan, who years ago said, I don't get involved with politics. And they said, well, why is that? He says, because Republicans buy sneakers too. And by the way, I don't even know if he ever said that. I never saw him say it, but he might have, might have been quoted in, in a locker room at one point. But if he said it or not, it makes a lot of sense. In a world of capitalism, you want as many people to buy your product, regardless of whether or not they agree with you politically or culturally or in, in any way or form. It's just the way it is. You just keep your mouth shut and hope that the check clears. That's all. It's as simple as that. But no, no. Kathy Holko says, no, if you don't want to live here, you can leave. And she knows in the back of her head after beating, what, uh, Lee Zeldin prior to the migrant issue. I think there would be a bigger chance that Lee Zeldin might come to the table with, with a narrower ma- margin. Uh, because uh, people down there in New York uh, City, particularly Chicago and other cities, are up in arms with what's going on down there. In Brooklyn, they chased out a lot of kids out of their school, went back to remote learning. <clears throat> just because they have a migrant issue, they can't, they, there's no place to put them. So they replaced the kids that are there. It's just incredible. Moved to Florida. You moved to Florida. Uh, I'm proud to say that there's a, uh, the latest downtown news segment is on News Junkie as we speak. Something I worked on uh, over the last uh, 10 days or so, and it's done. And I, I'm, I'm just, I, first of all, I've always loved churches. Uh, I, I, I took uh, kind of like a half ass architectural uh, course in college, and then I also did, uh, you know, art history. And uh, they talked uh, at length about uh, churches and why not over the, over the millennials. And so anyway, I did. Uh, I, I drive by uh, the First Presbyterian Church each and every day on Academy Street and, and Washington Street. It's been there since 1851. It is the uh, city's oldest church, although you wouldn't know it. It looks, looks, it looks like it could have been built 100 years ago, but we're talking 175 years ago when this was built. And um, just recently, I was, as I was driving by, I realized there were crews there that were taking down the old coverings. Uh, you know, like a fiberglass type of covering that was protecting the stained glass windows. And that church has huge stained glass windows. In fact, I believe they're 30 feet high. The eight of them are outside on both sides of the sanctuary. So I had a discussion with uh, Pastor Andrew Long, uh, who made his way here, I believe, from uh, Oklahoma. I think he's originally from Maryland. He's a young man. He's like 38 years old, uh, wife and kids here. And um, I asked him, I said, what brought you to Watertown? He says, the growth Growth is in Watertown. I said, well, what up growth? I thought, I thought a lot of growth was happening out there in Oklahoma. Only two things come from Oklahoma. Sorry. And he says, no, there's, you know, Oklahoma right now is uh, dealing with, you know, the, 
not, I mean, it's not like they're in the middle of the Dust Bowl again, uh, but, uh, the, you know, the, the gas situation and uh, whichever. So I, I really didn't I, I didn't know enough about that. But when he said he came to Watertown with his wife and kids because of, you know, because of the growth potential here, it's always promising. The, you know, it's best to hear how, pe- how what Watertown is doing when you hear it from uh, from 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 the mouth of others who come here for a reason. And, and part of his whole um, experience now as the new pastor there, as a young man, uh, they explored uh, the, the church itself, the building, as old as it is, you know, what, what is necessary to be fixed. And this was about two, three years ago, and uh, they determined that the stained glass windows needed to be reinforced. And the first thing they needed to do is take down those shields, those fiberglass shields, which they did. And they did it in two weeks. This company out of Minnesota came in. This is their specialty. And what a difference. He said that... Uh, the, the, the sanctuary itself is at, is at least double in terms of uh, luminosity. So if, if you walk into a room and you, and, and you have sheer um, drapes, you know, and then you open them up, that's basically what they did. Not sheer, but kind of like translucent drapes where, you know, before you just you couldn't see the parishioners as well. Now you can. So the video really illustrates that and how bright it is in there and how beautiful that church is. And quite frankly, I really like, um, I, I, I prefer, I should say, I, I like uh, after, after uh, videotaping and, and seeing the difference, to me, I think a, trans, a rather clear or white stained glass is better than colored stained glass. Because to me, you know, growing up as a Catholic and looking at, you know, it's just depressing looking at all the stuff on, <clears throat> on, uh, uh, you know, inside St. Thomas Apostles. It's very beautiful, don't get me wrong, but it's dark. It's very dark. You go inside the first press, it's, it's very bright. And it wasn't that bright before. In fact, that fiberglass coverings over all the glass, the, particularly the main, the main glass, uh, was, was put there in the 50s. I didn't think they had such technology, but of course they did. If you watch It's a Wonderful Life, uh, Sam Wainwright made millions in plastics. So maybe Sam Wainwright put the coverings over them back in the 50s. Who knows? Ground floor. <clears throat> anyway, uh, it looks great. And check it out. It's on News Junkie. Spell it with the big fat I'm very proud of the downtown news. I hate you know blowing my own horn. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, I just uh, I, I enjoy doing them and featuring, uh, in this case, a little bit of history. And, of course, uh, and the big, big difference. In fact, uh, uh, Pastor Long also said that now from the outside at night, People can actually see, like, wow, there's something going on in there. Whereas before at night, you really couldn't see that. It's incredible. 755-1240 is the number. 755-1240 is the phone number. Now, yesterday I had uh, Dr. Michael Schwartz on, and he's been a a guest on this program uh, for at least four or five times, uh, talking about his book, and now he's coming up with a follow-up. But in addition to that, I also complimented Mike on how he's uh, really stepped things up so, uh, in as far as his own social uh, media awareness. He, he's like the, uh, the Carolina Chuck of uh, anti-Fauci. <laughs> and so uh, he's had a couple people in the business say, hey, you know, you should do your own thing. Do it on Rumble. Well, he's, he's taken it a step further. He's, he's got a, a co-host, uh, at least two other people. And, uh, and, and, and I'm happy to say he invited me to be on his show tonight. At, at seven seven o'clock, they do it. I believe from uh, two hours long. I believe right out of his home, he set up his own little studio there. Uh, he's kind of has that radio guy with him that kind of organize it and and, and uh, you know la- la- lather the soap, so to speak, to keep it going. And Mike, of course, is the uh, is the guy with all the advice and all the knowledge 
uh, at least in, you know, from his angle on not just Fauci, but politics in general. So I'm looking forward to that. I have to set up my own little thing because it's not just a phone in. It's uh, set up uh, by way of uh, StreamYard, which is similar to Zoom, but it's on camera. So uh, I, want, I want to do that. And I want to do it right. I don't want to do it vertically where I'm sitting in my car. Like so often when you, I don't know, you know, in business, whenever there's a conference call in the middle of the day, it's funny how people set things up. And it's, it's not a knock at anybody. It's sometimes it's just, just the way it is. But someone is like <laughs> sitting in their car somewhere in a parking lot, walking their dog. I was like, I don't know how anything can get done that way. So I'll set up something today or tonight after the show, and uh, I'll be ready for that. Uh, 755-1240. Uh, anything else happening in town um, the, other than the fact that we're about to get hit once again, like I mentioned earlier? Now, from the looks of it, if, if you go on News Junkie, they, uh, they have a couple of uh, maps where it, it look, this time we're going to get a lot of snow. And, uh, of course, the two areas of concern are the Buffalo area and our area, needless to say. And it looks like Buffalo's going to get like an inch or so more than us. But nonetheless, it looks like Tug Hill's going to get walloped. Uh, and uh, if you're in the Adams-Mansville area, you're going to get hit too. We, uh, Watertown is, is definitely not excluded by any means. I'm looking at this. I'm just looking at the red zone. Uh, but uh, Tug Hill clearly will be getting upwards, I'm going to say, at least two feet, maybe more. But uh, it is that time of year, so it shouldn't surprise anybody. Uh, other things going on nationally, you know, the, the continued, uh, well, uh, uh, President Biden, at least based, based on the breaking news here in News Junkie, uh, threw his defense secretary, Lloyd Austin, under the Boston, Pennsylvania, at a Pennsylvania coffee shop by telling staff his secret hospital trip, that is, of course, uh, Lloyd Austin's hospital trip, was a lapse in judgment. Oh, hmm, interesting. The man does have prostate cancer, so I don't know if it's a lapse. And, you know, I feel bad for the guy. It's cancer. Why he couldn't disclose where he was, very, very strange. And uh, anyway, that, that's, I, I don't want to get into politics because it's the same old, same old. You know, quite frankly, when I watch, say, for instance, Hannity at, or listen to him or watch him at night, at that point, I'm, I'm either on my computer and I'm asking, why are we listening to it? It's the same stuff again and again, and it just doesn't end. And, and, I, and, I, and I like Jesse Waters. You know, he's the 8 o'clock guy. I, I'm, I'm, I, I like what he does. He's gotten better since he came on. But I truly wish um, Tucker Carlson would be on TV. I don't want to be searching for people on my phone and trying to figure out how I could watch it on my TV on a steady basis. There's nothing like the collective live experience of watching your favorite political pundit with millions of other people at the same time. It's like watching the Buffalo Bills game this Sunday. Millions of people are going to be watching that game together. It's not something you put on your VTR and watch it later. Because if you're a real fan, you're going to find out the score, whether you like it or not. You want to watch it together. Watching Tucker Carlson for the, uh, as many years as he was on when Bill O'Reilly left after getting caught with his pants down for the 15th time uh, was truly something I look forward to. I just don't get, look forward to 8 o'clock anymore. As much as you say. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, happy Friday to everyone, and What's glad going on? everybody got their power up and running, and I'm really looking forward to the game. Uh, I, my favorite games, Glenn, yeah. is when they play outside and in the snow on, like, you know, it's not in the dome. Right. Then they got the snow and they got the wind and all that. And mm -hmm. my girlfriend is hardcore um, Pittsburgh uh, fan. I'm not so much into it. I just like good games. I don't... Like I agree. Same team or anything. I agree. Well, one of my friends has a great. Uh, he's a Bills. You know, he's got the hat and the, the jerseys and 
cold. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. Uh, wait, did we give you a moniker yesterday? Because you texted me something. What is your name again? What do we call you? Oh, we're going to call, we're gonna call the Birdman. Yeah, right. My giant parrot. Okay, so, and because you, uh, that's why, because you have a, does the parrot talk? Oh, yeah. She swears and talks, and she can say, step up, go to bed, and hello. She can say my name. She'll be like, John, come on. And she'll say uh, all kinds of stuff. Well, wait a minute. It's We're, a smart it, one. Uh, they're all smart. My God, they're smarter than people. She's a, she's an Amazon yellow neat. Uh, she's fresh green and everything. She flies. She rides four-wheelers. She's really cool. Oh, wait a minute. Wait. I'm sorry. Did you say she rides four-wheelers? Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. So John, I let me have videos of it. I'll send you a video of it. All right, John. So are you at your house now with with the bird? Yeah. All right. Can can the bird talk uh, on the on the radio? I don't know. I'm in the rocking chair looking out the back door at some Christmas lights, and the bird's like in some other room with my girlfriend watching TV. John, John, John. Nearby. Get up. I know you want to see the sights and so forth. You're not an old man yet. You're not in a you're not in a rocking chair yet. Let's hear the bird. Let's hear what he's got to say, or she's got to say. She, she doesn't just go talking unless she, you know what I mean? Like Your bird is no no, talking, no man's puppet. You know, she, she, she'll, if I go out there on the phone and try to get her to talk, she won't because she's out of her house walking around the house. And right. She's probably in the cupboard. You, it, but you know what I mean? Like, it's she'll talk when she wants to. Right. It's typical woman. It's hard to get her to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't lead a bird One to... One of these times, I'll have her right on my shoulder when I call, and then... She'll say something. You can ask her something. See what she says. How old? If she swears. I can't help it. Yeah, I know. That's that's uh, George Carlin will get upset. Let me ask you. How old is the bird? Um, she is thirteen. Yeah, and and uh, when when does the bird? Do you've had a, you've had the bird since the beginning, from birth? I got her when she was probably one and a half, yeah. two years old. Adapted and, her, but I paid for her stuff. Right. Like her house is up on wheels, as big as an oven, and right. she's pretty good. How, she's how, like bigger than a blue jay, but smaller than a hawk. So let me and ask. She can fly. Right, right. Oh, well, it's a bird, of course. Uh, other, uh, unlike penguins. Uh, let me ask you. Uh, how long will that bird? What's what's the life expectancy of of a parrot? For this kind, I, I have, and her name's Chiquita, like banana. Uh-huh. Their life expectancy in the wild is thirty years. Wow. Their life expectancy, if you take good care of them, in, in they call it in captivity. But yeah. if you take good care of them, right. they sixty to eighty years. That's incredible. I mean, that's. Yeah. Th- I mean, John, I got to say this because if something went, r- I mean, if that bird lived for, you know, right now you'd be distraught if something happened to that bird. But just imagine having a pet for as long as you would have a child. I mean, 50, 60 it's years. It's a big commitment, yeah. And and if the bird dies and, it, and it's an animal that actually talks to you, uh, that would be, I would be devastated. That's the, I mean, a dog is bad enough there for 12, 13 years, but having an animal. You know, one of my friends did, sorry, Glenn, but yeah. one of my friends did a mean joke because he had a picture of my bird and stuff in her house and yeah. stuff. He put it on a Facebook bird for sale and put my number on it and yeah. stuff and these people their bird passed away right. and they calling me and they wanted my bird so bad right because they missed theirs they were so you know and that, oh my goodness oh my god that was the that's such a mean joke that's not even funny yeah that was not cool i i i chewed him not cool Jeez. not cool wow I, i'm well you know people are people they're crazy that's why yeah. i'd rather have well, a i hope everybody than... has a great weekend you got monday off too right glenn no we don't have Monday. what's monday uh, uh martin luther king day martin luther king it's funny because some uh, people do banks are closed and stuff we used to have that schools but it, are closed jim is such a just an equal opportunity uh person along with bruce but somehow or other we don't get martin luther king day off 
Anyway, oh, yeah, hey. right. Okay. We, yeah. All right. Thank you, my friend. That's John, the, bir- weekend, the Birdman. Sir. The Birdman. Have a good weekend. Talk to you Monday. Uh, that's uh, that's the Birdman. By the way, as a programming note, we have John Morger coming in with a guest on Tuesday. And quite frankly, I should know what we're going to talk about, but I don't. But John is a good man. He's a good uh, man for the community, for the Italian American Club, Italian Americans. But the one thing, and I, and I know I was talking national stuff, but one thing we didn't talk about yesterday, for that matter, the last couple, you know, because of the storm and, and, and interviews and so forth, I, I miss on, out on all the big stuff. The, the craziness going on in the Hill, Capitol Hill, uh, particularly with Hunter Biden showing, showing up with his uh, South Park friend who's been bailing him out, apparently. I don't know why, with all the monies that, that, that uh, Tucker, Tuck, excuse me, Hunter has been getting, in recent years, from either the Chinese government or here, there, anywhere, why would he need someone to bail him out as far as his tax woes are concerned? And he shows up with that creepy guy with a he's this creepy looking as Steve Bannon is. Although I gotta admit, Steve Bannon has cleaned up his act as of late. He's shaving, he's clean, you know, he's he's he's, uh, he's lost weight. Must be an Ozempic like half the other people that have lost weight recently. Uh, but uh, 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 Biden's son shows up and. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene was about to you know, ask him questions, and he, he gets up with his, with his Hollywood buddies and storms out of the place. And again, it's just like one of many, many, many things that if, if even five, six, eight, certainly 10, 20 years ago, if you said, you know, one day we're going to have a president whose son is going to show up and then just describe the antics of what happened the other day. They'd look at you and say, that's not going to happen. That's not America 20 years from now. Well, 20 years later, that's exactly what America's all about. Really sad stuff, that's for sure. All right, so we're almost to the bottom of the hour. So I, I'm, I'm pacing the show uh, a lot better these uh, because we don't have Joe calling in and so forth. Uh, uh, and, and sometimes I have to stumble around that. So this is an opportunity to showcase our advertisers, our sponsors. Uh, and then I'll explain to you, uh, I'll also offer a phone number afterwards about where you can get service uh, done for your uh, fallen limbs if you haven't already, or, or for that matter, if you'll need some after the, uh, tonight's windstorm. But uh, we'll do that in a bit. You're listening to the Live at Five show. It's about 529. We'll be back. Sunday, it's a pivotal game for the Buffalo Bills and 94 Rock. Double here and be treated. Visit SamaritanHealth.com to learn about our services. Uh, welcome back uh, to the show. Uh, hey, you know what? I used to refer to Friday as a lighthearted Friday. I haven't said that in a while. So let's make it lighthearted with the remaining uh, 28 minutes or so. It's 755-1240. New call is always encouraged. 755-1240 if you want to chime in. I, I know Channel 7 did a, a nice interview with our new mayor, Sarah Campo-Pierce. I don't know if it aired yet. Uh, excuse me. I've had all types of issues during the commercial break. Now I'm sneezing again. Um, so if you want to, I don't know, it's not much to talk about city-wise. Everything is pretty calm, at least at this point, at least to this juncture, which is always good news. Uh, there was a report. The Granby man uh, was arrested for the Plasky Key Bank robbery. I think we knew about that. Uh, and, you know, locally not much happening. So help me out, really. I'm going to need it. Uh, because uh, we, we try to do mix and match, talk about political issues locally, regionally, uh, and, and certainly nationally. I know that 2024, the year that we are currently in, uh, even though it's starting off uh, like, like a lamb, is clearly going to end like a lion. And I, and I give this a lot of thought. I mean, of course, doing this show and being 
being a host here on a very conservative radio show in a very conservative town, you know, you worry a lot about what's going to happen here. Will there be a midnight surprise? And by that, I mean, will we find out that uh, Trump will be ahead by 15 points and then the next day find out that he lost by 12? That's a bit of an exaggeration what we saw in 2020, but not much because, you know, it seems like a lot of suspicious things happened then. Now, that might, you know, garner some reaction from people out there, including our own Danny Francis. How many times do you have to bring this up, Glenn? Um, but um, I just I, I, I just I can't forget all those rallies. I can't forget all those the signs. I can't forget all those billboards, all the momentum, not to mention, you know, how, how things were. But again, one thing that more than likely would come up with, uh, uh, you know, and it has come up with the discussion with with Dr. Michael Schwartz is that, uh, you know, uh, where would Trump be? Where would the Trump administration be in 2020, at least during election time without COVID. And, and I think about that a lot. COVID was a gift. Jane Fonda probably made the most profound, profound statement uh, during that time period. And then in addition to that, um, our own people that were very upset with the results gave the Democrats a gift from January 6th. Nobody knew how, how far it would go. Um, I see more and more videos today. I saw one today about, you know, alleged o- operatives that there were there that were setting things up, not just Ray Epps, but many others. And, uh, you know, never give up on an opportunity. Never, ever, ever uh, throw that away. And the Democrats didn't. And we handed it to them. No knocking people that went down there. They had more conviction than I did by by taking a couple days off and protesting peacefully. And by the way, it was peaceful, despite the fact that we still hear that five people died that day. Look at all the damage. And uh, yet no one wants to talk about what happened in the cities in the summer of love in 2020. No, that was different. That was a protest. You guys are crazy. I don't know. Uh, by the way, uh, speaking of which, um, despite the fact that New York State does not have the death penalty, and I don't know his name, the, the bomb that killed uh, people in the grocery store in Buffalo, that, I'm just looking at the headline. Um, he is up. Uh, hopefully he will be put to death. If there's, I mean, again, let's face it. If you're for or against uh, the death penalty, and a lot of people that are against it are like, well, let him sit in a jail cell and think about what he did. I, I don't want him, he or she to think about anything. I, I want them dead. That should, be, that should be the result of someone that took the lives of so many people. I don't care what color they are. It doesn't matter. If you're a mass murderer, you deserve to be put to death. I don't know. And, and if you've noticed in recent years, and the, the big incidents that, that have happened, typically the, the person who commits it, like in Columbine, uh, the, the, the two crazies in their trench coats, the trench coats mafia kids, who for the most part were outcasts, uh, like they all are, unfortunately, or picked on, which, is, which, which sucks, but certainly doesn't justify murder. Uh, that one killed the other, and then he took his own life. Typically, that's what happens. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's murder-suicide. I'm going to do this because I'm angry at the world, uh, and uh, then I'm going to shoot myself. Or I'm going to allow the cops to shoot me. Suicide by cop. But now, just like this guy in Buffalo, he you know, put his hands up and it was, I was like, well, you know, don't you want to die after this? Where's your life going after this? Are you that much of a coward where you take the lives of others and that now you're willing to spend the rest of your breathing days in a jail cell? Doesn't seem to make much sense. But anyway, they're, they're, they're putting him up. I, I, I don't know how they could do this. I, they said during the CBS report earlier that it would be a federal mandate or something or other that, would, that might... Uh, that might put this man to death. I say go for it. That's for sure. 755-1240, 22 minutes before the hour. 
Uh, the storm, let's see. So I'm just going to open this up. This is my half-assed weather report. This com- coming straight from National Weather Service. Right now it's 30 degrees. Um, looks like it's going to be windy. We know that. So tonight, thank God I have my glasses, a chance of snow before 10 p.m., then rain and snow between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m., then rain after 2 a.m., temperatures are rising to around 39 by 5, by 5 a.m. That's interesting. Windy with an east wind, 9 to 14 miles per hour, becomes south, blah, blah, blah. And then Saturday, rain showers before 10. Oh, this is boring as hell. Can you just, you know, geez, I want my potato in less than 30 seconds. I don't want to read all this. I'm not reading anything that says 60 miles an hour, 60 to 70 mile an hour winds. Wind gusts could be as high as 43 miles per hour on Saturday. So although tomorrow is not going to be the nicest day in the world, it doesn't look like it's going to measure up to what we saw on, on Tuesday night. That was one for the ages. And I mentioned this, I believe, yesterday, that Watertown was at the top of the, uh, of the Delta list with 79-mile-an-hour winds. Uh, so once again, Watertown made national news all for the wrong reasons uh, with that top honor. I was driving along today. And I finally, you know, that one block on uh, Holcomb Street, or what, what is Massey and then turns into Holcomb, was finally open. And uh, the massive tree that fell on that house or right in the yard there, my goodness gracious. So, again, just like what What's-His-Face said, uh, uh, Clemenza, uh, you know, in, in The Godfather. So, you know, this happens every 10 years. Gets out the old wood. Well, hopefully, if we do have something that, that is almost as bad as Tuesday night, at least the weakest trees have already fallen. I mean, that's, that's I, you know, my sugar-coated way of looking at things. But uh, be out on the lookout. And also, Glenn Curry is going to go and get batteries for uh, my flashlight. I can't remember the last time I got D batteries. Those are the biggest things in the world, by the way. I can't believe those. They still make them. Uh, so I, we have one flashlight we found the, uh, the day after. And, of course, the batteries didn't work. And uh, Sharon had opened it up. I said, what kind of batteries? It's a D. D batteries. It's like it's, like it's walking around with a boom box with a, with a light on it. It's heavy as hell. But I got to get that after the show. Nothing worse than walking. I mean, you know, water's never appreciated until the well runs dry. Well, that's pretty obvious when you, when you run out of it, when you don't have electricity. And then we, like I mentioned the other day, we, we got electricity back, and then we didn't have stream. We didn't have internet, meaning we couldn't get streaming TV. Boy, it was so inconvenient. No wonder the world hates us. We're talk about, say what you want about white privilege. I think it's American privilege. We're, 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 we're so pampered. The, the moment we lose electricity, oh, what do we do now? And, and then we get electricity back, or at least in the Curry house. So what do we do now? We can't watch TV. So I started watching TV on my phone on my data plan at around 8 o'clock. This was Wednesday night. This was before the Internet came back. And uh, you could tell, like, the whole, the whole city was using their data plan because it could, it could barely, it was like going back to 56K. Couldn't get anything. But there's nothing, I mean, you really appreciate things. I, for, you know, I, I said, geez, if we lose electricity again, I'm always, I'm forever going to have my phone charged up because it's amazing. It's, it's like watching it count down when the, when, when the actual phone goes down to 30%. I've noticed when a phone goes down to 15%, you might as well just put it on a charge right there. Because if you look up an email or a text or, or go on the phone for a little bit, it's down to 3% in less than 20 minutes, maybe five minutes. So that was close the other night. But you know what? It was an accident, but nobody got hurt. 755-1240. 
Uh, I have to say this. If you heard the ad earlier uh, that our uh, uh, operations manager and uh, all-around radio guru, Ken Martin, produced, it's to let everyone know if somehow the TV does in fact go out on Sunday at 1 o'clock that you can listen to the game on any given um, uh, a community broadcaster station. I hope I'm getting this right. Jim told me before the show. But he's going to simulcast it on other, on the, other stations. That's because it's such a big game and that you know, at least Jim doesn't want to run the risk of North Country people not having any type of information, you know, any whereabouts of where the game is from the middle, beginning, middle, and finish. So if somehow or other seven goes off the air at 1 o'clock on Sunday, and by the way, you should listen to the uh, games as it is anyway, uh, because you could really listen and, and feel like you're there because radio, you know, enunciates so many things that are going on during the game. And it's the announcers from Buffalo who know the players, who know the history, and they really get into it. They're very good, by the way. But if somehow or other it does not appear in Channel 7, um, that uh, you can hear it on any given community broadcaster station. Uh, that's this Sunday starting at 1 o'clock, uh, pregame even before that. Um, there was something else I was going to say about Sunday. I'll, it will come to me in a little bit, but whatever. It couldn't have been that important. Oh, that's right. I'm, I'm radioactive. Shake. Uh, it's an old Steve Martin joke. 755-1240. 755-1240. So I gave you the weather report. It's not as bad as what they what, what we had a couple of days ago. But this this time, you know, we're, we're going to get snow. Although, I just read that we're going to get some rain. It's going to go up to 39 miles, uh, 30, 39 degrees. So I don't get it. I mean, does that mean we're going to get rain, too, on all this? Or slush? Who knows? But it does say here power outage is possible as early as tonight. All right, someone just texted me. Let's see what it's all about. Oh, well, by the way, our friend, uh, the Birdman, he didn't send me a picture of the bird. Oh, no, he did. Right here. That's a big-ass bird. The bird is on top of his kitchen table. He's got red checkered uh, tablecloth. And the bird is eating off his own plate. Looks like he's eating pizza. In fact, I know he's eating pizza because John's girlfriend is eating pizza with him. And when he said it's between a blue jay, what did he say? It's the size of this bird. That's a huge bird. Beautiful green and uh, a little bit of yellow. Very nice. Thanks, Birdman. Birdman from Alcatraz. Bird's eating pizza. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn. Um you, you do know that they're, say, they're uh, saying 60-plus mile-an-hour winds again. Well, I just—but you know what, though? All right. I, I, where are you getting that? That's because only 19 less than the top gust. The other 60-mile-an-hour winds will be ripping trees down and power lines again. And if we get wet, heavy snow, right. tear things up and trees and things like that. Huh. Why do you think walk in at that exact time? Walked in when? On, 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 into, on, the, into the hearing. Oh, you mean uh, Hunter Biden? You know what? I don't know. What, you, you tell me. The ex- for me, the, he got exactly what he wanted. They were ready to take a vote. And what happened? Arguments. Disruption. No vote. Huh. And he walked out. And he walked out. And he walked out, and that's why he went in there, so that he would be a distraction and they wouldn't vote. There's no other reason, as far as I'm concerned, that he did that. It's just another Biden Biden family, uh, Democratic lib uh, control 
He's, he went in there to show people, I'm in control and you're not. And he got exactly what he wanted. No vote, and out he went. Hmm. No questions, nothing. So did they... And on Chris Christie... Yeah, go ahead. He did exactly what he wanted, too. Mm-hmm. He didn't. He knew he had no tra- chance in hell of becoming the nominee. But he went in there mm-hmm. to complain and try to destroy Trump. Right. And he did exactly that. Mm -hmm. Every time he spoke, he's trying to convince people Mm -hmm. that Trump is the bad guy. Right. That's what he went in there for. Right. Sure. He had no chance in hell. Not at all. Ever. Well, I'm going to I'm no. going to I'm going to add I hate to interrupt, but I'm going to add a little bit more to that because he was, you know, he was on a hot mic the other day talking about uh Nikki Haley. I I can guarantee you, and I know this because I I have seen this in other instances with uh, uh uh Barack Obama, a former president years ago. They he uh, Christie knew he was on a hot mic. I knew he I know he knows. Oh yeah. He knows that I know that you know that everyone knows that he was on a hot mic. He knew he was going to lose, and he had. And the other, the other damaging thing that he said on the hot mic was that he got uh, personal phone calls from DeSantis, who said he was very, very upset and scared of the fact that now he's now the uh, uh, Nikki Haley, despite the fact she didn't know why the uh, the Civil War uh, went on to begin with, uh, is is ahead now, and we'll find out uh, whenever the caucus is. I think it's on Monday in, in, in Iowa, whatever. But uh, that was, to me, that didn't make DeSantis look good when we found out that DeSantis was actually speaking with Chris Christie. Do you agree with me? Oh, yeah. I mean, that, yeah. I, I wouldn't want anyone to know that. I'd I, say Christie, Christie is not a Republican. He's a rhino. Oh, well, of course not. I mean, I mean, and he's, anyone uh, running Jersey. Today, I, I noticed on um, Facebook, um, they're trying to, somebody's trying to get him to run on a some other goofball party, and the guy that's supposed to be running is a nutcase. And he said, well, he'd be a good fit for this party. <laughs> a bunch of, you know, and, the, and they really think, mm-hmm. the, the Democrats and Bidens, they really think right. we're stupid. Uh, well, uh, that, that, but, you know. And, uh, but but no, let me let me let me inter- let me interrupt one more time. They they don't care what we think. They know we're, we're uh, against everything they do. All they want to convince is fifty one percent of America that we're bad. And 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 quite frankly, fifty one percent of Americans want to be stupid so that they can be together in the mob mentality that I talk about often here on, on how to counteract anything that they don't like and what they don't like is despite the fact that many of them are white liberals, they don't like white privilege, they don't like people going to NASCAR races, they don't like people putting flags in their front yard, and then they join hands with the, all the other people that hate us as well. So that's all That's all Biden has to kowtow to. He could lie, he could cheat. As long as they are on, are on his side and, and, it, and it equates to more than half the country, that's how they'll continue winning. I'm sorry to say that, but that's the truth. Well, I heard, um, is somebody waiting? No, no one's waiting. Okay, uh, this morning... On the news, they had a uh, a black government person, mm-hmm. an expert. He explained why they opened up the borders mm-hmm. and they flooded the United States with 14 million people mm-hmm. because they are losing. And this is the black guy. Right, right. He says they are losing mm-hmm. the black vote sure. big time. Right, right. And do you They're know. Replacing. Right. The black vote, right, with the illegal vote, with brown votes. Is, yeah, you know, they I mean, want, yeah, right. they want to uh, let all the illegals, right, 
um, vote. Mm-hmm. So he said they're replacing the black vote with these people. Right. Because uh, I didn't realize that the black people are really ticked off at them. Well, there's a theory, and, and i got to be careful with this, but uh, you know, black Americans don't want to share minority status. And we've known that for decades. They don't like sharing st- uh, minority status with brown people, Caribbean people, Mexicans. And they certainly didn't want to share minority status with Asians. And that's why anti-Asian you know, uh, attacks and sentiments, not just in recent years, this has been going on for decades since, Asian commu- since black communities started being you know, occupied by Asians in the 70s and 80s in New York. They would occupy old storefronts in Bedford-Stuyvesant and Bushwick, and they resented that. And, and now it's proliferated to the point where you see a lot of uh, uh, you know, uh, assaults, and 99% of them are, you know, African Americans attacking Asians. And, and to say that is like, oh, Glenn, you can't say that. It's the truth. They don't want to share minority status. So now when you're, when you're filling up the streets of Chicago, New York, and, and they see that these guys are getting shelter, they're getting money, they're getting food, they're getting hotel rooms, and now they're occupying their schools, that's really going to put them over the edge. So there's two. What do you think about the. Uh the Mayor Adams there, when he said uh, they jumped him about closing the school and putting those people in, right. and he got jumped big time yeah. by a lot of people. You know what he, what he said? What did he say? All I saw was children. Right, right. That was his explanation. Right. All I saw was children. Right. You know, it's like, what'd you see? Right. You know? Well, I mean, oh, was it you? Wait, wait, hold up. Was it you that called in yesterday? But, you know, Joe, Joe Stanley's response, you know, sometimes they have that other side. They don't see the criminal in people. They don't see the, you know, the, the haphazard nature of the future of yeah. our cities. Yeah. They I, see, I, they I, see I the wholeheartedness. Yeah. About, I couldn't believe his yeah. comment that he wouldn't <laughs> make a comment. You know, his comment was, well, I'm not the judge, yeah. and I don't know what the yeah. punishment should be. A brutal murder? With a hammer. A brutal murder right. of an 80-year-old woman, right. and he said, I don't know what the punishment right. should be. The punishment was put him in prison right. and let somebody beat him over right. the head with a hammer. Right, exactly. That'd yeah. be the end of it. Mm-hmm. Uncle Pussy. But, I, you know, I don't know. Joe sounds like a real nice guy. He is a great guy, but he that... Does a lot. Yeah, he I, does a lot. He does a lot. For Syracuse and right. around here. I know, I know. But his political, right. it's off the chart. Yeah, no, it's... it's you it, know, and that's well, why I told you don't... No, I know. Don't lead him into that. No. Because... He goes off the off the rail. I know, and okay, I I try not to, and I always fall for that. All right, thanks. Uh, thank you very much. Have a good weekend. Hi, you're in the air. Uh, good afternoon. This is your non-lawyer friend. What's happening? Um, you've got uh, <clears throat> you've got the figures about fifty percent, fifty-one percent of the people who is fifty-one percent of the people who vote. Right. And usually, there's between fifty maximum sixty percent of the people eligible voters that vote. So only about twenty-six percent. Is all you got, uh, of, of the uh, people is, is actually swayed the other seventy five percent of the people. So exp- yeah. explain that. I'm I I'm, I I got distracted. Explain what you just said because I'm I'm myth by what you just said. Yeah, I I I calculated it wrong here, but no, I calculated it properly. But the um, I said it wrong. Yeah. If if only fifty, if say there's three hundred fifty million, say there's three hundred million people. Okay, three hundred million people, and there's Okay, they can vote. Yeah. And only 150 million people vote. Right, right. Okay. A total of 150 million people vote. Only 75 million people mm-hmm. determine, right. will determine what uh, only half of the 
a total population vote. They're eligible to vote. Right. That makes sense. Only, That's about the numbers we had. Yeah. Only 26% of, you only got to sway 26% of the total voting people to actually vote. Hmm. You don't have to do 50%. Well, no, that's no. Well, that's just the calculating. Uh, well, I see what you're saying. I mean, you, you're basically talking about ratings and shares. You know, you got the ratings, you got the full population, then you got the share of people that are actually watching or, or listening to radio. No, no, the actual people that vote. And that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm equating it in the radio business. So, yeah, so it comes down. But at the end of the day, my friend, it's still 50% of the people that vote. That's what I was referring to, that's, not the overall that's, population. That's correct. You are correct. Yes. You are correct. Yes. I'm just saying it, but it's only about one. Uh, fourth to oh, I know. We've said that all along. But, okay, but do you agree with me? But, but hear me out. Uh, my point was that President Biden, for that matter, the Democrats or anyone, all they need to do is they don't care how much we know that they're lying. We don't care how much they, they're full of crap about they, they allegedly care about people of color. These are the last people that would move into to, to neighborhoods in Watts or, or East New York, whichever. I know these neighborhoods have gotten a lot better, but don't get me wrong. They're the ones that are going to say, oh, we want so much. They're the last people that care about these. They just want enough people to be on their side so that every four years they can get what they want in the White House. As far as the That's other right. people are concerned, Kathy Hochul would just— if she had the ability to snap her fingers and, and eradicate all the people that disagree with her and send her send them all down to Florida or, for that matter, the cornfield uh, from an episode of The Twilight Zone, she would. And she would do it. She would say, I had to do it to protect our democracy. And she knows that there's an in, in, influx of people coming in as it is. So she'd have a, she wouldn't have a housing problem anymore. All the Republicans who wear American ha- uh, flags in their hats would be sent, sent down to the Carolinas. That, w- that would be her well, ultimate uh, uh, joy if that happened. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the, also, shame on the, the New York State people, especially gun owners. Uh, there's about between 5 and 6 million gun owners in New York State. Only 1.2 to 1.3 million of them vote. Hmm. And probably half of them aren't even uh, registered to vote. I don't shame get it. On that. I don't get it. Shame on the gun gun owners. I agree. I, that, that, I, I shame on anyone who doesn't vote, I, even in a primary, even in an off season. Hey, by the way, if you if Hochul gets her way, and and decides that you know all these other races that she wants uh, of 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 importance uh, to be put on an even years politically, that would mean that the odd years. I mean, there's so few people voting in political years. But and there's nobody voting in odd years. Now she wants to change that. No one's. You might as well just have uh, election day every two years. No one's going to vote in those uh, those uh, elections. And it's it's well, always in, on, yeah. Yeah, shame on these people. That, that, well, that doesn't my count. My vote doesn't count. It does count. Well, it, and uh, it, not in a not, not in a presidential, unfortunately. And she knows that. Pardon me? Not in a presidential race. It doesn't count because all of electoral votes automatically uh, go to the blue uh, to the blue candidate. It's always been that way. Other than well, no, Reagan. Not, not, yeah. if, not if uh, New York State uh, is, turns red. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen, there's my enough, friend. There's enough gun owners that do not vote to turn this state red. But they won't because they're so stubborn or stupid. Hmm. Yeah, I don't they're get stupid. it. stupid. Yeah. They are stupid. But but remember, there's a lot of people without guns that vote for, for blue, too, that we just don't have any control. I know, but there's enough gun owners in New York State that are all, all up in arms about their guns. Uh, yeah. they, they won't vote because they, they, they think, well, don't make a difference. Well, when it's taken away from them, their rights are taken away from them. It might, it might matter then. Yeah, so I agree. I agree, my friend, my non-lawyer friend. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'll talk to you. Hey, good night. I, I'll talk to you. Uh, I do that in my John Marley voice. I did the John Marley thing. I set it up. Uh, I got this new thing. I want to 
I want to see if I can make it go to the next level. And, uh, you know, we all, we all see karaoke, for instance. Karaoke was the first kind of like, uh, I don't know, re- reality bar scene <laughs> where you go out there and you make a fool of yourself and you sing a song that's right in front of you and, and the melody, the, the instruments play uh, in the background. And you got the microphone. That's been going on for decades. Since the 80s, we've had karaoke. So my plan was to say, well, instead of music, why can't we have stand-up comedy? So you get lines from Henny Youngman, Roddy Dangerfield, you know, one-liners, knock-knock jokes, and you have a competition. And people can read what they're about to recite before they get up there to get their timing down and see who is the best comedian, not the best singer, because 99 out of 9 people can't sing a lick. But can people be funny with other people's comedy? So I thought that would be an idea. And also what I've done with John Marley and I also did with the Ben Gazzara scene, I just copied and pasted lines from famous movies and did it on a teleprompter and posted it. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. It's very liberating, especially during a storm when there's no electricity. Anyway, we're down to the wire here. We got like 15 seconds left. Uh, uh, This was our first full week back on the air after the holidays. Uh, So we're right back into the thick of things. WATN AM 1240 makes us legal. We're here in Watertown, New York. Up, up next, of course, is CBS. Have a safe weekend, folks, and we'll see you on Monday. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm Peter King. Snow blowers and snow plows have been out in Davenport, Iowa, and really much of the state with blizzard warnings up there and in Wisconsin, Michigan, and northern Illinois. There are no planes flying in or out of Chicago 